Hi, welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host, and I also own the blog cabin. Today, I'm chatting with Kelly from Kelly Kane Creative. We're talking about all things web design and how it's important to be your authentic self online as well as offline. Kelly is part of the mastermind I created this year with some amazing women. I featured the other two women in episodes 12 and 16, so if you missed those episodes, you need to go back and listen to it. I hope you enjoy it and start listening. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today I'm joined by Kelly. She is an amazing website designer and social media person. So Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Melissa. I love that video, by the way. I move. That video is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Sorry. That is, I'm blown away every time. Uh, so thanks for having me here. Uh, so yeah, I'm Kelly. I'm a website designer and all around like technical type geek. <laughs> I just love that type of stuff. Uh, I'm also a health coach, uh, and in general, just an entrepreneur. Um, and I just love to collaborate and help come up with ideas. And, uh, I love the execution side. I have, uh, two kids. I have a five-year-old and an almost nine-year-old, and um, my husband, we live uh, right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. So how did you get into the website design business? Okay, great question. So I remember like back in the days when uh, like Blogger and like MySpace were like the main things. You remember that? Uh, And I just remember like back then, like tinkering with stuff and, and having like, I don't know, like maybe a little too much fun. Um, I just really enjoyed learning and like coming up with different creative things you can do on those very limited platforms. And I remember about, this is about 15 years ago when I started my first blog. And uh, I just really started like noodling around. with WordPress one day, I was because I heard like, this is the platform you need to be on and learn from. So I said, great, I will see what this is all about. And I checked out WordPress and started learning about it. And really just realized that I enjoyed doing it. I loved not only the creative side of it, but I also loved the technical side, like it didn't intimidate me. And so I just kept going with that and realized like, hey, this is actually a skill that people need, like that people have great ideas they want to put into the world and they need a website, they need 
some type of way to market it. And so I started uh, doing that a long time ago, probably about 10 years ago for other people and started helping people get their businesses online. Yeah, because definitely WordPress kind of intimidates me as well. I know there's a lot of bloggers <laughs> out there that kind of intimidate, so they'd rather hire somebody to do the work and update the plugins and things like that than actually do it themselves for fear of breaking their blog, as a lot of people say. Sure. I mean, I get that. And I remember when there, that was like a real concern of mine. And then when I realized like I, I could figure out how to restore it, I was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I can do anything from here. And if I mess it up, I'll know for next time. Uh, but things have changed so much in the past, like 10 years, even in the past three years in terms of WordPress and the capabilities and the things that you can do with it. Um, and I just really love that, like, you really can create anything you want to with it. It's a great, flexible platform. And I love your website. Oh, thank you. You've worked with a lot of different people, haven't you? I have, yes. I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a few examples on there of some web recent websites I've done. So tell me a little bit more about, do you work mainly with companies or can you work with like a, a blogger who's just starting out or revamping bloggers pages or revamping website pages or? Sure. I mean, I can work with a range of people. I've done um, anything from uh, like a ministry who wants to get their uh, information out there, especially now with so many things being virtual. Such an important time to make sure your website is up to date and you are able to communicate what you want to through your website. So I work with um, like bloggers or you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be like a big company or something in order to work with me. Um, the, the website, the essential pieces are the same. Um, and then I also help uh, do tutorials and things like that for people who just want to learn and like want to start tinkering and start figuring things out too. Man, I don't know if I would want to tinker with my site though. <laughs> <laughs> the back end that I was so happy when they put the, what, the blocks instead of the long code because it broke it up. Uh -huh. It's so much easier to read that code than, than mm -hmm. just one long paragraph. Do you agree? Yeah. Yep. Oh, when they changed to Gutenberg, you mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the, uh -huh. yeah. So that is basically just a, um, uh, I guess on the back end when you're writing your post, it's how it's formatted. And I do agree that it's much easier now because before I think you could really easily screw up formatting without even realizing it. Like it was just like if one piece got off, it could like throw everything off center or whatever. So now it is much more streamlined for sure. So where, how do people contact you about getting to work with, work with you to design a website? Do you have a consultation call? I know you have a, a 30 minute discovery call because I'm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, number The number one thing is I just want to hop on either the phone or zoom or whatever's easiest for you and talk through what your goals are. Like what do you want your website to do? And then how is like the rest of your online presence complementing that? 
Um, so in terms of social media, a lot of people use social media as their whole strategy. And the kind of the issue with that is that like you don't own Facebook. I mean, unless you do, unless Mark Zuckerberg is watching right now, um, I'm pretty sure most of the people watching do not own Facebook or Instagram or, uh, you know, some of these larger platforms. So you really want to have the base of your strategy on your website. So the number one thing I help people do is think through what is your strategy? What are you trying to do here? And then we'll come up with the steps, put the steps in place because your website should work for you. I mean, it should, you should put it to work. It should be something that is an asset to your business in the way that when people go there, they know like immediately what you're doing, what you're offering. Um, and once they're there, you want to capture them, that lead too. And a lot of people miss out on that. And so we really want to make sure that uh, you figure out that strategy. So that's the number one thing I will do when we talk and see if we're a good fit to work together. Uh, and then from there, you know, we can come up with your strategy and then uh, put it into place. So I, I think that there, that is really a missing element for a lot of people. They use Facebook or Instagram as their main strategy, and then they're lacking uh, really capturing those leads and, and nurturing their customer base. Yeah. So, okay. So it's website design. Do you do, do you get them to get, um, their free downloads? Like if they have something to offer, do you help them implement that on their site as well? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, what Melissa is talking about there is basically having something called a lead magnet, which when someone lands on your website, uh, there's a pop-up and I'm sure you've seen this. Uh, so someone will say I have a free printable or a free download or a book or whatever it is. And you type in your name and email address and in exchange for that information, you get the free printable or whatever it is emailed to you. And on your side, the website owner side, you have then their contact information. You can market to them in perpetuity, right? Because they gave you permission, unlike a Facebook post or Instagram post, which is really has a very short shelf life. And so not many people see it. The algorithm, it changes all the time. Uh, we have no control over that. Um, but it can be a piece of your strategy, just not the whole strategy. And what, what are your um, thing about pop-ups? What's your opinion about pop-ups? I say try it. And uh, I think there's a good way to do a pop-up and then there's like kind of a not so good way. I mean, there's definitely ugly pop-ups, let's be real. Uh, so I've, I've been on some websites that are just annoying, especially on mobile. Um, like if you're on your phone and like the pop-up takes up the whole screen and then you can't figure out where to exit out, then you can't even see the website. A lot of times I'll just get frustrated and leave. Like forget that like I can't even see your website and so you want to make sure that people are getting frustrated too but uh I find that some pop-ups work well um I think for sure the thing that works the best is uh, a content related freebie so uh, that takes a little bit more work but when you have like if you're doing a post if I'm doing a post about like how to design your first blog or how to start your first blog, something like that. 
Um, and then I could have a downloadable that directly relates to that content. Uh, because however people find your website, they're not looking for something generic. So it's really important to make sure that you are catering that download to your audience, to the people that land on your website. So if it feels random, if it feels like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> then like people aren't going to do it. And it, it is going to become annoying. But if it's something that offers value, I think people are like, oh, heck yeah, I want that download. And then it doesn't feel like salesy or catchy or you're not trying to like, you know, it's not a bait and switch. You're trying to offer something to them and help people. And that's really at the you know core of what I want to do is help people. I don't want to, uh, you know, um, trick people into working with me. That's certainly not it. But I want to make sure that, you know, I'm finding the right audience. And that's important for any type of business. So what do you think about um, being authentic and being inauthentic? You know, there's a lot of people out there that are, they put their best face forward on social media and they mm. it. And it's not like, it's like superficial almost. What do you think about that? Do you think they'll lose um, customers or are fan based because of that? Well, I just don't think people think it's real. So, I, I mean, I just think it's a major turnoff. And I know that with Instagram, there was like a major trend uh, for a while to have your feed look a certain way. And so people would only post like certain types of photos or whatever. And so they really catered it. And, uh, and certainly you can do the same thing on Facebook. Uh, it's just a little bit different because you don't have a grid. But I definitely think that in life, as well as on social media, like being inauthentic is a major turnoff. It is, um, it's just not, it's not real. So I don't know, like we all struggle. We all have things we don't know. Nobody is perfect. And uh, there's, you know, it's, it's a challenge in business to figure out like which pieces of that you share. Uh, but I do think that it is important to be real as much as you can, because that is what people relate to, right? They relate to our shared humanity, uh, the pieces of us that are, you know, like, it's 95 degrees outside and I'm like sweating right now, uh, like that type of thing. Like people relate to that because that's real, right? Um, and uh, I think it's important to just be yourself. Um, and not try to uh, try to be someone else online. Like there's all, that person is already taken, right? Just be you. Uh, and it's, it's important to, to do that. I think on and offline for sure. Yeah. Because honestly, when people actually meet you online, I mean, offline and they see, they perceive you as one thing online and then offline is like something totally different and they get turned off and you lose a lot of followers that way when they finally do meet you. Yeah, well, this is a good example, Melissa, because we we didn't know each other. We've we've known each other online since January, right? And we just met in person like a couple weeks ago. Um, and so I would say that I felt that you were the same person on mm -hmm. and offline, and and I really appreciate that because 
that to me means that, you know, it, it was continuity for me. It was real. And so it's certainly the same thing when people interact with your business, uh, you know, whether you have like a storefront or an online business or whatever it is, you want to make sure that you are definitely projecting who you are um, because people relate to that the most. Yeah, that's true. And now that you touched on it, we'll talk about how we met. We met actually through Tracy. I interviewed Tracy, or we're not waiting. Um, we start Tracy and I started a mastermind together. And you were one of the people that Tracy invited to the mastermind. And I was like, okay, we interviewed you. And you were like, okay, you're in, you know. So talk <laughs> about that when you got that um, either text or call, or I don't know how Tracy invited you, but <laughs> I, think, I, I think she emailed me. Uh, and first of all, I reconnected with Tracy recently after knowing her from college. So we graduated many years ago. I won't say a number, but many years ago. And, um, it had been a while since I had talked to her and it was just really great because we re reconnected through a, an event at church. And when I saw her again, it was like, oh my gosh, it was like, you know how they say like riding a bike, uh -huh. you know, like you just picked right up, yeah. mm -hmm. like you just picked right up where we left off. And it was just so much fun to reconnect with her. And so basically I was like in right away. I didn't know anyone else, but I was like, I just want to hang out with Tracy more. <laughs> <laughs> and so mission accomplished. Um, and yeah, no, I was actually really excited because I have been a part of other masterminds before uh, that didn't fit for me. They were uh, challenging in terms of uh, their requirements. And so I really appreciated the way uh, that you guys have chose to let lead this one. It's much more laid back. Um, but yet, um, but yet we put an emphasis on the things that are important. So I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, during COVID, our emphasis was on just stress relief. So we played a lot of games <laughs> that's know each other a little bit better for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We sure did. That was fun. Until we got able to meet each other face to face because you had never met Emily Tracy and you have never met Emily and I had never met you when we went together for Emily's farm for her hen farm. That's right. Yep. That's right. And during this mastermind thing, you decided to go back into website designing, right? Because at one point in time, you were like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I did. Yes. I think with a lot of things, uh, we can get burned out. And I think it's important to pay attention to that. And that's kind of what had happened for me. I think that had a lot to do with the ages and stages of my kids. Mm -hmm. um, plus like some other demands that were on me. And at the time, plus I really uh, have multiple passions. And so I love many things and it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because I love to uh, do so many different types of things and not everything has to be a business. You know, I think that that idea really set me free recently. Like some things can be hobbies. Like we have really lost the art of the hobby mm -hmm. and then some things can be businesses and sometimes your, you know, businesses can fund your hobbies. And so I really reached a point where I was in my health coaching business and kind of at the point where I needed to make some critical decisions. 
And, um, you know, I just decided to do a transition uh, so I could help fund some of the things that my health coach, health coaching business was really needing. Uh, and so, and that's fine. I mean, I'm thankful that I can do that. I'm glad that I can uh, shift. And, and I really think that actually, a lot of the questions that we were going through in the mastermind helped me hone in on that and why I was doing that and to not feel guilty about it. Because I think a lot of times we feel like I can't change my mind. Why? Why can't you? Like no one's holding a gun to your head, right? Like we are, we can shift and change and do different things in different seasons and that's fine. And no one's going to call you an imposter for that. Like if you think they are, then it's in your head, which is what I've realized. Uh, but so much of that shift kind of freed me up. And so I just realized, you know, there's a season for things. There was a season to take a break. And now this is time for me to bring it back. And I'm excited for that because I really love it. I really love the problem solving aspect and the creative aspect. And it's just, it's fun for me. And I love helping people showcase their great ideas online and really putting that strategy and fuel behind it. And your face lights up when you talk about it. I will say that. <laughs> um, Emily and I had that conversation a lot. Well, maybe, no, it wasn't the last mastermind because Emily wasn't there. But we were talking about how your face just lights up when you talk about, uh, oh, and maybe it was Tracy and I, we're like, you can see your whole face lights up and your eyes start, you know, they start to glisten a little bit. It's like you're, <laughs> you're like, it's so excited about it. Right. I know. I think that I really went through a transition because there, there's so many things that you can do online. I just really believe like your website is, is a blank canvas. And so if you're starting out or you're, you know, intimidated to get started or, or whatever, it's like, you know, you can really do whatever you want with that space. I mean, how many times is that true in life? Like if I want to redesign my whole house, that's going to be like $20,000 plus. Okay. But for a lot less than that, you can really create whatever it is you want online. And I just love that we have that freedom. And it's not right for me to hoard this gift. I think that's where I landed. Like I cannot just keep this to myself or uh, feel some kind of way about it. I really need to allow this to get into the world. And I don't know, I'm just going with the flow right now, because whatever ends up happening with it, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see and I'm certainly excited to build my client base and to, to help more people uh, get their gifts into the world. Okay, before we go to the next question, I have a real quick sponsor. Oh, cool. Hey y'all, welcome to Summer Sunflower Fields at Odin Farming Company. We'd love for you to come visit with us. We're open Tuesday through Thursday and Sunday from 4 to 8 and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 9. $5 admission includes a visit with the pasture gang, the playground, the beautiful fields, and three flowers to carry home. So come see us at 1426 Claridge Nursery Road, Goldsboro. Check out our website, odomfarmingcompany.com, or follow us on social media. We sure hope to see you soon. And those are beautiful flowers behind me. She is contributing the flowers on my set. 
That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to talk to her about that. Why I don't have some back here for me. Uh, <laughs> she would deliver it. She'll say next next mastermind meeting. She'll bring them to you for sure. So, um, so why should people hire you then? Well, I really believe that my approach is creative and streamlined. So I think sometimes with the creative process, you can kind of get off base, like off the point. And that's good. That's good when you're in like the idea formation stage. Uh, when you are coming up with your strategy, I can really help assist you with that. And I love to come up with ideas that help you showcase your business, show off your business, help you automate things, help you, uh, you know, really make your website work for you, like we talked about earlier, and, uh, you know, help you build your strategy from your social media to your website, all the things we were talking about earlier. And one of my main things that I am like really proud of, because I think this is probably the number one complaint people have with designers, is that there's like a thousand back and forth emails. And so one of the things I help you do is really streamline that process so that there's not that. So you don't have, you know, like a hundred emails from me, like, what do you want to do about this? And what do you want? And, and plus, uh, I like to help you if you want to learn, figure out how to do some things on the back end so that you can make changes if you want to. Of course, no pressure, but I know that that's another complaint people have is that they have to go through someone in order to make changes. So I help you learn how to do some of those you know, smaller things or larger things if you want to learn. Um, if you want to, you know, totally overhaul your website or whatever, WordPress is a great option, which is why I work on that platform because you can change as design trends change or if you rebrand your business or whatever it is, you can change easily without having to, you know, pay a whole bunch of money to redo your entire website. So that is another reason. Uh, plus, I love to help you come up with strategies to uh, build a community, if that's what you want to do, uh, to uh, set up like an e-commerce website, if that's what your business calls for, and to help you figure out how to connect from, like I said, social media to your online website presence. Um, what are your starting rates? Or do you, are they different? rates for different people do you have a sliding rate or do they just do discovery call with you and then decide what they want from that point on yeah normally normally what i do is i talk with them about that uh during our initial call uh and the reason for that is depending on what you are looking for it could change dramatically if you just want me to you know do a wordpress install for instance you don't know what that means, it's okay. But if that's what you want to do, uh, then you know that's gonna be really different from like me being like a full service designer for you. And also, um, I had another question that just ran out of my head. I really, I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> but I do wanna ask you about one thing that you're known for in our mastermind group. Can you guess what you're known for in our mastermind group? What I'm known for? Oh my gosh, I don't. What no, Tracy, I don't know. What does Tracy always ask you? Oh, about COVID? 
Yeah, conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh, not conspiracy. Yeah, oh, conspiracy theories in general. Or, in yeah. general. Yeah, in general. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, like my favorite, one of my favorite genres of books to read is dystopian books, which if you're not familiar with what that is, is basically like what happens when the world ends but everything like goes really badly. So it's like the opposite of utopia. It's like, you know, utopia is like paradise. Dystopian is like the opposite. <laughs> and uh, it's like what happens when everything breaks down over time. And so, you know, when all this started, I was like, this is a little too familiar. <laughs> I can't read this genre anymore because like normally I read it as like an escape uh like you know like a fantasy world escape but now it's like a little too close to real life so, uh but yeah that is so funny that that's what i'm known for i'm a little like scared about that okay, guys when when we're in a meeting and tracy will ask kelly well kelly what do you think about this what have you heard about this and we'll just sit for like 10, 10 15 minutes with kelly just sprouting what she's heard what she's read she's so well read, well versed in this subject I oh my gosh. I do love to read about all kinds of things. And unfortunately, because we can't, you know, in general, people can't meet in person. I think it's like, it's really hampering our ability to discuss things in a way that is candid. Uh, because online, people get so divisive and everything is polarizing. So you can't discuss something intelligently because. If, if I say, I'm not going to say anything specifically, but if I say, I believe this, or I'm thinking about this, then automatically this means this is my political affiliation. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I was just sharing something. So it's really weird right now. Like everything is just so divided. It's tough. It is very, very, very weird. And I mean, you can't even, people are behind the scenes on social media being trolls about everything, no matter what you say. And it's just- Yeah, it's a bummer for sure. So, so you offer website design, you offer email as well, email, mm -hmm. right? And how about the social media formatting the social media or telling them what they should post on social media? Do you do that? Yep, yep. I can discuss anything from strategy to actually helping you think through what you need to post day to day. Uh, so uh, my main, I would say my main gift here is strategy. So helping you come up with not just posting to post, but how to uh, create a story. Uh, with what you're posting and uh, connecting that to your website. And do you also do hosting? That was the question that I was thinking about earlier. Do, do I do posting? Hosting, hosting. Hosting, yes, I do website hosting as well. Yes, I do. Uh huh. That's that's super cool. They, so you're basically they could go to you for everything that they need as far as yes, yeah. Uh-huh. And if you don't have a domain yet, which if you don't know what domain means, that's basically like, you know, you type in like adventures of .com, That is your domain. If you don't have a domain, I can help you also do that. It will be your, you will own it, of course, but I can help, help you figure out how to do all of that. Uh, also, I can help you set up uh, G Suite 
Uh, if you're not familiar with that, that's basically like Google's email on your domain, plus like Google Docs, spreadsheets, uh, slideshow, all of that. It's all included in Google Suite, but I can help you set that up on your domain because that really helps you legitimize you as a business. So instead of having like, you know, I have my generic email address, but I also have my uh, email address that's on my domain. So I also have hello at kellycane.com. So that is my address, email address on my domain, but it looks like Gmail. And a lot of people are really familiar with Gmail. And so that's really nice because it's great. It's a lot of great apps in there. So if you're going to build an organization, if you're going to have multiple staff or um, even if it's just you, it's a great way to uh, bring credibility to your business and then also a great way to uh, have everything in one place uh, consolidated. So what's your opinion of WordPress.org versus WordPress.com? One's a free okay. So we were just, I was just talking about this with a friend because she didn't realize there was a difference. And I think that is kind of tough because a lot of people don't know. So WordPress.com is basically would be equivalent to like Tumblr or Blogger or uh, something along those lines. And it's fine if, you know, you don't want to have a lot of flexibility. If you're just looking for something very straightforward, like I just want to blog, uh, you know, then that's fine. If you want to have lead magnets and stuff like that, then you're really going to need more flexibility. Um, which is what WordPress.org does, which is basically, it's free. WordPress.org is free. So if you go there right now, you can download basically a software package. But then once you download it, what do you do with it? And so that's what I help people uh, learn, or I can do that for you. I actually have a tutorial right now on my, uh, in a Facebook group that shows you how to do, how to set up WordPress.org on two different hosts. Um, one is the host I use, and then the other is Bluehost, which is a lot of people are really familiar with. Yeah, I use Bluehost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I will drop that link to your Facebook group in the show comments, so that way people sure. can join and do it that way. Yep, that's great. So what would be your number one suggestion for people starting out to making a website, besides contacting you, of course, but what would be the number one? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, number one suggestion would be if you have a business name, then you're going to need a domain. Uh, so I use namecheap.com for all of my domains. And it's just very easy, streamlined, simple to use. Uh, the domain finder is easy. So if you're trying to come up with a domain, it's easy to do that. Uh, that would be the number one thing. And then from there, if you want to install WordPress yourself, if you want to figure out how to do that, have a tutorial for that. Uh, and then from there, it's just really like figuring out what you want, how you want it to look, what, um, you know, like we talked about before, what is your strategy here? What is the whole reason behind having a website? Are you trying to get sales? Are you trying to get leads? Are you trying to do both? Are you trying to, um, you know, direct them somewhere? Are you trying to do affiliate marketing? Whatever it is, uh, you definitely want to have strategy in place. And I think we talked about this a while ago, but uh, the whole like link tree thing, I know that's a huge fad right now. Everyone's using link tree. I mean, celebrities, like 
across the board. I know probably like a lot of different influencers are using Linktree. Uh, so the problem with that is that you're sending all your traffic to Linktree. Mm-hmm. And so you can create your own Linktree using WordPress. And Linktree is, has a paid subscription too for uh, certain things like branding and things. So if you're going to be paying for that, you might as well just do it on your own website and build out that however you want it to look. And that's definitely something I can help you do, having done that myself for my own business. And then that way you can have, you know, a way to capture leads. If if you get one link on your Instagram profile, so why are you going to send all the traffic to another website? I mean, that like, it's mind boggling. And I understand why most people do it is because it's easy and they have a free version. Uh, but that's again, part of strategy, right? Like thinking it all through, where are you sending the traffic? Because traffic is a huge part of the internet. I mean, where you send traffic that like affects rankings, that affects what comes up in Google. So you really want to, you know, capitalize on that instead of, you know, whatever it is, if you have a new post on your blog or whatever you're posting on Instagram, you've got that one link, link in profile. Well, what is that link? Where are you sending people? And so I think that that's really important to consider too. Like, let's build out something that actually looks really good and impressive and is your brand. And then when people land there, they're like, oh, cool. Let me look around for a minute before long you have captured their lead. And so that is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about strategy. There's so many little things like that to consider that can really like boost your business. Plus it, if you're a first time um, blogger or first time website owner, it, it can bog you down with all these little itty bitty things. You're like, Oh no, what do I have to do next? What are, oh my, I can't do this. Oh my gosh. What, you know? So I think having someone like you helping them and assisting them doing bit by bit, showing them how to, create that strategy would help a whole lot. Definitely, definitely. I mean, there's so many pieces and you don't necessarily need all the pieces right away too. So that can also be part of the strategy. Like what do you have capacity to manage right now? Uh, Because you know how much it is to keep a blog up, right, Melissa? Yep. So it's much more than people think. However, if that is, you know, if you're really wanting to build your business, I mean, a blog is one of the best things you can do strategy wise. And I think it has a bad rap because of like, what blogs used to be, but it's so different now. Like, it's there's so many things you can do with it. And so many ways you can, you know, like you can put it on Pinterest and Pinterest is huge and people don't even think about that as like considering that as part of their strategy. But that has been a huge way I've driven traffic. Uh, so there's so many, you know, different things that you can put into place. But again, it has to be right, the right fit for you. And if it's too much, then it's not the right fit. Now, what say a customer comes to you and say they want to start a website, they want to start a blog, but they have no idea what to name it. Because honestly, that was like my biggest thing when I first started. Right. I was like, what? I, I stink at coming up with names. I mean, honestly, I do. <laughs> well, okay. So that's actually one of my favorite things. So number one, I would love to help. Uh, just because I like I at any given time have like five to 10 business ideas just floating around in my in my head. So I love to do that. But there's also like idea, business idea name generators on the internet. So you can just like Google that. 
And I know Shopify has one. Um, and then there's a couple others out there. But you can just put in some keywords that you're thinking about. A lot of times getting started is the hardest part. So if you just start putting in some keywords, that might trigger some more ideas. And, you know, it may take a few days. I mean, don't be in a rush about it. Like, just allow kind of the creative process to go through. And then as you think about, you know, more things, then the right idea will rise to the top. What do you think about rebranding? Well, I am a fan. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's important. Um, I think that brands can definitely get stale. I had a recent example where I did a website for a client um, 10 years ago. Is that even right? I don't know. That seems like a really long time ago. Anyway, they came to... <laughs> decades like really uh they came to me and said you know we want to redo this and I actually before that I have been telling them like you guys need to redo your website it's time it's out of date it doesn't look visually appealing anymore 10 years ago sure uh but and and the trends change a little bit more often than that but just for this example and when we did change it, you know, their website, it just looks so much better now. Like every, there's so many things that change, like the, the images are brighter, you know, they stand out more. And as someone who has an online portfolio, uh, you know, that's a really big, big piece of it. And there's so many different options now, uh, whereas there didn't used to be. So you can rebrand it can also lead to like things being simpler for you. Uh, so I think that that's an important thing to consider as well. I know a lot of people, especially bloggers, are really worried about rebranding because they'll lose their, if they rebrand their name, they lose their authority in Google, and they have to start mm. from scratch. So that's yeah so in terms of renaming are you talking about renaming yeah. like altogether? yeah i mean there's some workarounds though uh you can always you know include redirects you can um i mean there's many many different strategies i won't get into all of them but if that is the only concern i wouldn't say that that's like enough of a reason because you still have that domain so you can still make it work for you. And I just noticed this, Kelly, even though we didn't um, consult each other, we're both wearing black stripes. <laughs> oh, we do have a on. That's funny. <laughs> Great love that. Like, <laughs> That's funny. We're not playing this, folks, at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's so funny. You're the you're only one that has that going on. You're the only what one. What did you say? You're the only one that this has happened to that we dressed up. Oh, nice. That's well, I'm a huge fan of horizontal stripes. I wear them a lot. So, so is there anything else that you want to leave um, people with? Any advice? Last tidbit? Uh, so I would say, you know, if you're interested in learning more about WordPress, join my group. And uh, definitely check out, you know, my website. And uh, I think a great way, though, to learn more if you're interested in learning more or if you're interested in connecting with me, you can go to my website and schedule that call or 
send me an email or whatever is easiest for you. Uh, but definitely the group would be a quick way to connect. So what is the group on Facebook? The group is, I believe, WordPress tutorials for creatives. I will double check. Uh, I can find the link uh, and send it over to you. But I'm pretty sure that that's the name of it. Okay. Now, I have one question left. This okay. Is, and I tend to forget to ask everybody, but I'm going to ask you, what's the most unusual thing about yourself? This is like a, a pop quiz for you. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. On the spot. Um, I don't, I'm really trying to think. Um, most unusual thing about me. Um, I think probably it would be that I was a clogger, maybe. Like I used to be a clogger, clogging. Um, that was like many, many years ago, but uh, I'm trying to really think because that's the only thing that's coming to mind. So maybe I'm not really that unusual, but I really thought I was. But I'll think about it more. And if something else comes out, then I will share it. Well, you know, now that you've let the cat out of the bag, I think on our retreat, we're going to have to have you do a clog dance for us. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I have to really dig deep for that. I don't even have the shoes anymore. I mean, shoes are like 95% of it. So. <laughs> thank you Kelly for joining us today thank you Melissa I appreciate it for sure okay guys see you later bye thank you for listening to another episode of chats from the blog cabin I hope you learned a lot from Kelly I loved it when she said it wasn't right for me to hoard this gift I mean honestly WordPress really anything technical as far as website design goes I am like over my head so I'm so glad that she's there to help now it's my turn to ask for your help I'm planning a special episode of chats from the blog cabin when I hit episode 50 where the tables are turned and I have to answer the questions so I really need you to send me your questions any so if there's anything you want to know about me just send them to my Instagram pages you can go to at frugal mom and message me there or you can message me at chats from the blog cabin yes chats from the blog cabin has an instagram page i hope you really enjoyed listening to these chats and if there are topics you would like me to cover please let me know and don't forget i've turned these chats in the blog cabin into not only this podcast but facebook live which were they originally are shown and putting the interviews on youtube afterwards so if you miss any of them you can always check those out plus also if you want to see the faces behind the voices then you need to check out youtube or facebook live Thank you for being part of the Chats on the Blog Cabin family because, folks, you are family, and I appreciate each and every one of you that sit and listen to these podcasts. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review because that really helps me out. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting.